Thanks so much for joining us today on Leesburg Community Church's podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, including directions and service times, please visit leesburgcc.org. On our website, you can also find notes and daily devotionals based on this teaching. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you like today's message. We have uh, been in a series that we titled Go. And uh, to be honest with you, I think I shared this a couple times already, but that wasn't what we were going to be doing in the month of May. And somewhere about the second week of April, we started hearing from some different missionaries of ours that we support and we uh, have close relationships with. They're going to be in town. And so as we watched what God was doing right before our eyes within literally the course of about a week, we said, oh, well, looks like the Spirit's doing something a little different. And so we decided that this would be our, our missions month and just letting God do what he does, right? And so here he is bringing different people across our path to influence us and to challenge us and to, and to help us to remember why it is we're here. Jason opened up our month talking about in John chapter 4, the woman at the well. And talking about that we need to walk through life with our heads up, right? Watching, seeing, waiting. To see who God will put in our path. And then to shower them and overwhelm them with love and declare the truth of the gospel. And to watch what will happen when the gospel of Christ begins to spread. Do you remember what happened? The woman went back to her village and said, you got to come and see. Right? Of course. I know that's what I do. I mean, I can't wait to tell people what I, I learned when I'm in the Word each day. I can't wait to tell people what I, what I learned by my time in prayer. I can't. Man, there was a couple moments that because they gave me a microphone and two legs to walk, I almost jumped up here on stage and go, do you realize he's parted the seas of our fears and he's wiped them away? I mean, I just wanted to tell. That's what happens when the, the word of God begins to spread through somebody's life and overwhelms them. And they begin to realize who the true and holy God is and the life they have for him. They can't help but to express it and to tell it and to go, to go. Then last week we talked about the story of the Samaritan that helped out the, the beat-up Jew on the side of the road. We talked about the significance of him stopping to do that. And we said, look, that's our call. Because remember, at the end of that story, that it was, it was a story told about who is our neighbor that we're supposed to love. <laughs> Same as uh, what Jason talked about, the one that we cross paths with. The one that God has given us influence with. The one that the Lord says in his, through his spirit. This one. That's our neighbor. And remember at the very end of that story, Jesus said, now go and do likewise. So the first week we had Lena here from India talking about her ministry. And that literally she walks through the streets and the villages. And as God brings her across different wells, if you will, she meets women and children and men and and she says, hey, and she starts to share the gospel with them. And the gospel has been spreading. She's 80-some churches and 60-some pastors have trained and multiple, multiple ministries that have been started to people with leprosy and people with, uh, with, with HIV and, and women that have been caught in trafficking and children in trafficking. And as the, she crosses people's paths, as her, she's walking with her head up and declaring the gospel, ministry goes out. And last week we said, let's look local. And the, the, remember the, 
the Samaritan was on his way through his everyday life. They were traveling through the everyday moments of life right in their own region, right in their own area. And we said, hey, that, that's us. We have to be available. We've got to be willing to share our time and our resources. And then we had the Gideons here, and we said the greatest resource that we have. The resource that is greater than all the other resources is the Word of God. And we must give that, both through our time in the Word, that it just naturally comes out of us, but also to literally deliver somebody the Word of God. And we said, hey, now go and do likewise. We talked about that we're going to continue and, and continue to promote as well as to, to expand our support of Mosaic ministry as they reach into to, to moms that are in crisis and children's lives. And we said that we were going to continue to expand our understanding of how we can be involved with the foster care system and bring Jesus and the light of God's word into that system and to help families that are struggling and children that have been uh, abandoned and hurt and need a, need a family. That if there's anything that the family of Christ should be able to do is take care of some children. And so we're going to look into that and begin exploring what all that's going to look like. And we challenged one another last week to go into the everyday moments of our life with our head up being available, ready to share our time and our resources. Well, this morning we want to start looking back again to the other parts of the world. And we have Floyd and Bonnie Parker with us, and they're the, the, the heads and the founders of Telios Ministries, and Floyd's going to be able to explain a little bit more about that. We've had a partnership with them since 2011. You probably know it best as our Romanian partnership, and, and uh, we're looking now to see how we can kind of reinvigorate that partnership. Is God leading us to do that, and, and what's going on there, and, and how can we step right back into what's happening as well as some of the other places that Telios ministers and, and Floyd's going to shout. Floyd, why don't you come on up? And uh, let's welcome Floyd. Well, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed over the last, I know it's only been about 12 hours now since we first met <laughs> yeah. each other, but I've enjoyed it. It's been a challenge to me, and I'm excited about what the future looks like. And I just want to thank you for opening the word with us this morning. That's okay. the greatest thing we have. And, and, uh, you mind if I pray as you get going? Go ahead. Father, I thank you for Floyd and his influence around the world. I thank you for how he influences business leaders and different people right here in the United States, but that influence goes far beyond into the outer circles of this world. And Lord, you have caused this man throughout his life and his beautiful bride and, and their family to be ministers, to be faithful spokes men and women, to be faithful workers, got their hands dirty, their knees dirty and calloused from all the time they have spent asking you what is next. They've walked with their heads up. They've been available. They've shared resources and, and time. And Father, they are this morning here to deliver your word to us. And may you absolutely challenge our hearts and help us to see the next step for our own church, Father, for this place. Help us to see how we can be involved in what you will do next and how you'll do it. Father, we long to see your word spread throughout this, this, this globe, Lord. And I thank you for this man who's been doing that so faithfully for so many years. So, Father, now bless his words, encourage our hearts, and may we be challenged in that next step. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Floyd. Thank you. 
I thank my God in all my remembrances of you, always offering prayer with joy because of our partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. For I am confident of this, that God who began a good work in us will bring it to completion till the day of Christ Jesus. It's only right for me to feel this way about you because you are in my heart. Since both in my imprisonment and the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers of the grace with me. For God is my witness, how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. The first time that I spoke at uh, Leesburg Community Church was seven years ago, and this passage was used. In just a moment, you're going to see a slideshow, kind of, presentation, and the first two slides are going to be the ones that started the presentation seven years ago, but everything else you see after that is all a result of the partnership that has gone on in the last seven years. It's all new. And seven years later, we come together with confidence, with joy, because of the fruit of the partnership in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Seven years ago, Attila Toth was despairing. He was ready to quit Napolina. He'd been there five years. Two years before anybody accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, five years later, he had moved from a murderer's house where the mission started, literally. He moved to a children's building, and that children's building was going to be torn down. And they had a piece of property, but they had no building. And he said, what are we going to do? We've been here five years. He was despairing and I went over to Romania, and we kneeled together, and we prayed. And I said, Atala, what really needs to happen is a partnership. Somebody has got to come along. God has got to raise somebody up to walk with you and us as in this. And he said, Floyd, I just don't see it. And I said, Atala, one day, this gypsy community will be the center of a great mission movement. This place will be filled with followers of Jesus Christ. We prayed. We left there. The next day I received an email from your pastor, Alan Stanford at the time. And he said, Floyd, the staff was praying and talking. Jason was there as well, I believe. And they said, He's put Romania on our heart. Is there something happened? Is there a need in Romania? We just prayed the day before, Lord, send somebody. And God chose you. We didn't choose you. We didn't even really know you. But he chose you. And so our journey of joy and confidence and struggle began. And so what I want to share with you now is what's happening so we can uh, begin our 
uh, slideshow. This is the house of the murder, and this is the children's home, and on the front row is the first convert after two years. His name was Romeo. This is what it looked like in May of 2011 when the LCC team came. They were digging and working, trying to get a foundation going. They did it themselves. You see Attila with his wheelbarrow. You see Mark presenting a Bible from when the church was completed in 2011 because of your generosity. Now the church is filled. The community is literally being transformed with the gospel. This is a group, the most recent baptism. In a minute, I'm going to share a story of one of the ladies that's in that group. But this is a group that was just recently baptized. You're a part and a continuing partner in Apollina After School, which reaches out to first through fifth graders in the gypsy school because no gypsy school kids went to school and this helps them with their classes it teaches them it provides the only warm nourishing meal they get a day they're doing great in school they have teachers in Adele Toth and two gypsy leaders in the school Claudia and Christina they've started children's programs and the work is growing because of you The church in Gornesht is, uh, is coming up. That church is a cross-cultural church. It's very unique. Gypsies and Hungarians are worshiping together, which is just unheard of in that area. They now have Zozo and Ishti, Zoli, Lala, Shandor, Yoshka, who are preaching. This is the parish children's home. It's slowly moving toward completion. It's going to be a house for 12 basically street kids who have no home, providing a family atmosphere in Jesus Christ. And your support has helped to begin this dream. I'm excited about it because of knowing what kind of transformation is going to take place. With your help, we were able to purchase a 16-acre farm that's helping to develop sustainability. Acacia berries are now being harvested. Hay last year provided $1,000 in net support for the ministry. And now this year we're going to add pigs. And so we'll have pigs, berries, and hay. And we're excited about what that means because they'll be able to provide some support themselves but also provide a living wage for some gypsy workers. It's a dream coming true that local financial support will be driving the ministry, and it's because you invested. This is the newest work in Glodin, and Adele Nash, who you helped to support, leads the women ministry, and it has grown to average 13 women. This is the village, and in a moment you're going to see a structure that's covered with plastic the family was literally living in just sheet tents during the middle of the winter and this group came together and built this house for a family of eight in order for them to be able to live you see how the gospel is growing and how it's happening so here we are 
seven years later. And this is our faith history. Think about this. Attila was on the verge of giving up. He was saying, I just can't see it. I can't carry this weight anymore. And God placed on the heart of a people that Attila didn't know, <laughs> he'd never seen, a desire to come over and to partner. It was out of your prayer that God brought partnership. And here we are. You know, that's the way God works no matter who stands here. God is at work in one life. He's at work in another life. And it doesn't matter how many thousand miles it is. He brings them together to accomplish his purposes. You can only say this is of God. He is the creator of partnership. Genuine partnership. And today I don't want to come across as arrogant. In fact, what I... But I do want you to know that Bonnie and I are confident in the mission that God has given us. And by us, I mean all of us. We are confident in the partnership that is yours with Ottil and Adele and the hundreds that they serve. God is a creator and God begins with purpose every genuine partnership. We may think we strategize and we think and we do, but in truth, it's God who begins the good work in us. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And then Paul in this passage in Philippians, as he talks about it, he says, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you. God begins a good work as we are shaped, as we are called, as we are worked on by God, and as he grows us. And we enter in that good work. We join God in what he is doing in the world. We have never been anywhere as a follower of Jesus Christ that God has not already been there and prepared the way. All we are doing is following the voice and the call of God as he moves us in good work. We become obedient to his leading, his calling, his direction, what he has prepared for us. You know, I know the Great Commission was mentioned, and I saw go make disciples. You know, I've been doing this a long time. Baptizing is not as difficult as it seems bringing person to hear the gospel. Teaching is not as difficult as it seems, but what Jesus put in there that really makes it tough, he didn't say teach them. He said teach them to obey. You see, to make a disciple, what you do is you help somebody become obedient to what God has begun doing a good work in their life. To see the work and pursue the work.
He brings us together in partnership. Nobody does anything by themselves. There are no islands standing by themselves in the community of faith. Everybody has somebody in partnership with them. He brings us together, not just Romania, but the local mission. Lena, we've known Lena since 1996. We met her first. He brought Tim, his pastor, a partnership of his workmanship in order for him, for as God does good work in and through and with this church. God is committed. Listen, God is committed to the fulfillment and completion of what he starts because I love saying this, God never quits. <laughs> he never gives up. He always, always is moving us forward in purpose. Even if we want to quit, God has not quit. He is committed. He never quits and he never gives up. In fact, you're not here today by accident. You're not even here really because it was a good idea for you. But God, through his Holy Spirit, worked in your life before you ever arrived, whether it was by force of somebody you know, or whether it was by somebody's invitation, or you're here because you always come. But you're not here by accident. God has already been at work in your life with his Holy Spirit drawing you to this time and to this place in order to encounter him, to encounter his word, and to be drawn into fellowship and understand partnership with Jesus Christ in the gospel. God, through his Holy Spirit, and I hope you understand this, has already been at work in your life and in mine. He has begun a good work in us and his purpose is to bring that work to completion as an individual and as a community of faith in partnership together his work is never in isolation he has drawn us here to this place to focus our attention upon himself why that we might experience his presence that we might respond to his invitation. That we might be strengthened in our confident commitment in him. So we don't quit. So we don't give up. So that we keep on keeping on. Not because of who we are. But because of who he is. And what he has called us to do. And we are committed to his obedience. God brought us together at this time that we might join him in doing something in a previously unknown area of Romania, an unreached people among the least of these, because that's what the gypsies are. And together with your fellow believers in that region, lives are being changed and transformed in Jesus Christ, because when you prayed, you heard, and you said yes. <laughs> And when the five-year partnership ended, you said, I think we're going to keep on for a few more years. And that's why I'm here. And Bonnie's here. 
You see, God starting something in Apollina when he placed the community of gypsies on Attila's heart 12 years ago. It did begin in the home of convicted murder. He'd just been released out of prison. And that's where it started. It kept moving to the children's building. And when you came in, the Apollina church literally was stuck in construction. And because of your generosity and because of your efforts, it moved on. And now here we are, seven years later, and the parish children's home is being constructed. And I'm not saying that that children's home is your responsibility. I am saying that God never gives up. He never quits. And we may see nothing happening, but make no mistake, he is always working. In December, Attila called me and he said, Floyd, we got a problem. The winter's coming and we don't have a roof on that building. And if the winter hits that building, we're dead. It's going to destroy everything we've done. I need $12,000. I was like, oh, yeah, I can just write a check for that. I'll put that on my credit card. Uh, they don't, uh, I found out that that doesn't work very well in uh, Romania. But I said to Attila, go ahead with the work. We, d- we really don't have an option. I believe God's going to take care of it. Bonnie and I were praying and we sent funds uh, kind of that we didn't have, but <laughs> we had to Attila and we prayed. Then I got a call. I said, listen, wife and I want to make a gift. You know what it did? It covered the cost of the roof. I share that because, you know, sometimes God leads us to do things that really, really challenge and press us in our life. And he waits to see, are you going to be faithful to this? Are you really obedient and once he sees us takes the, take the step, he says, Now, my child, you will see what I've prepared for you. He already had it waiting. You know, Telios Ministry was born in Bonnie and I's heart because of a failure in Kenya. A Kenyan leader had a project, and as he tried to get funds for it and went to different groups, they told him, well, we'll give you money if you do this, and we'll give you money if you do that. And So he did this and that, and guess what happened? It failed because it wasn't the original God-given vision. And he made this statement. He said, one day I pray God will bring somebody who will help us to accomplish what he's put on our hearts to do. And when he said that, Bonnie and I said, that's us. And Telios Ministry was born in order to help God-given visions become present-day realities by the indigenous local people without strings attached. No agendas. We just do what God, we help people do what God puts on their heart to do. We've done everything from wastewater treatment plants to medical centers. Schools, churches, you name it, we're doing it. Creating and building businesses that support ministry. I just share that because 
it is out of this that really teleos ministry is built on this passage in Philippians 1. I want to say to you that God started something in you in Leesburg. And how do we know that he's going to finish it? Because God sent his son Jesus to this earth that he created and we messed up. He was crucified, dead, and buried because of our sin and our wrong and because we messed up. He took all of it on himself for our forgiveness, as we sang earlier. And God in Jesus Christ is, for, is committed to finishing what he started in creation. Jesus rose from the dead that we might have life, fulfillment, and a transformed relationship with him. That transforms our life. It also allows us to be a part of what he's doing in this world. It secures our life with him forever. God invested in us. And what God starts, God finishes. He never quits and he never gives up. Isn't it amazing Jesus' last word on the cross? He said same words that are in Philippians chapter 1. You can translate it different. Most say it is finished, but he could have said it is fulfilled. He could have said it is complete, but he said the same thing. God who began a good work in Jesus Christ will bring it to completion. Jesus said, it's complete. It's done. And the basis of this partnership is not a document. It's not even our relationship with each other. The basis of this partnership is that God brought us together. He called you, Bonnie and I, Otla and all those in Reagan, Apollina, Gordonesh, Parrish, Glowden, Philpish, Mick. And he started his work through us, through the Holy Spirit, moving us, shaping us, investing in us, growing us. And the same is true for the other partners. It transforms all of us, a real partnership. You can invest with confidence in the mission that God has given you because what God starts, God finishes. He brought us together. He will bring the vision to completion and accomplish it. He will change lives through the partnership with each other as we follow Jesus and listen, we can be arrogantly confident in that, if that's a proper word, because this confidence breeds obedience. It always takes us to the next step because we know, we know that God has started it. And we know that lives will be changed. We know 
that communities will be transformed. And we know it won't be just Romania, it'll be Leesburg. Bonnie and I have a prayer for you, and this is our prayer. That your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. Amen. Amen. Tim. Thank you, Bob. God begins every partnership and good work. Oh, that's comforting. God begins it. We can be arrogantly confident in what God does. Well, that's a great way to walk, isn't it? That's a great way to walk. God never quits and never gives up. That's confidence that nobody else has, except for those that follow Jesus. How about this one? We don't always know why God is asking us to do what he is asking us to do. He's going to ask us to step into something. If we're walking with our heads up and we're being available, he's going to ask us to step into something. But we don't have to know what the end result is. We don't have to know the whole picture. What he's asking us to do. Love the way you set it forth. My child, will you be obedient? And then because of your obedience, let me show you now what I am up to. Let me show you now what I am up to. I wonder how many times, and all I can do is speak for myself, just me. I can't speak for you. I understand. I understand. I wonder how many times I've missed the picture. I wonder how many times I've missed the, 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 the show that God wants to, to reveal to me because I wasn't willing to take that step of obedience. Waiting instead to go, God, you show me and I'll step. <laughs> and he said, my child, will you be faithful? Lord, this morning, we just need to be a faithful people. I thank you that Floyd and Bonnie and their ministry have sought to be faithful with resources and time and, and, and relationships and that you are, are, are causing the gospel to go out to the utter ends of the world because of it. Father, in our little spot at this little pinhole on a map that you could use us in, in some sort of special way. And Lord, we are going to be absolutely arrogantly confident in you and all that you're doing. And so, Lord, show us the next step for our church. Show us the next right step for our church. And as individuals, as we walk with our heads up, being available, show us the next right conversation. Show us the next right interaction. Show us the next right partnership. Show us, Lord, individually the next right place to lavish your love and the truth of who you are upon someone. And may we be ridiculously bold with how we do that. That we might see the picture of 
a life transformed. Father, we love you and all you do. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.